It's been mentioned many times before, but no one truly sells any wool until a customer buys a product made of our fibre, a jumper, a suit, a dress, a carpet. The reliance on brands and retailers to drive the demand for wool is somewhat obvious, but it's a long way, both physically and conceptually, from the pastures, the sheep yards and the shearing sheds to the shop floor, or increasingly, the online sales platform. But this is changing with technology, shared values and shared goals. Welcome to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. So we haven't heard from many Australian retailers on The Yarn, but today we do. Sportscraft holds a special place for Australians being an iconic retailer established back in 1914. Also, the very first domestic Woolmark licensee. It's a brand owned by APG and Co and Eloise Rapp was kind enough to have a chat with us. I'll let her introduce herself. So I'm the uh, social and environmental manager at APG and Co. So I actually look after the social and environmental impact and efforts across not only Sportscraft, but uh, we have a suite of brands and that includes Saba and Jag. So Each of the brands has their own unique focus in terms of materials and impact and how we're looking at our sort of uh, environmental outputs. But uh, with Sportscraft, obviously, you know, Sportscraft prides itself on using very high quality natural fibres and wool's been a fundamental part of our collection for many years. And Sportscraft is one of the oldest and most enduring resilient fashion brands in the country, um, having been around since 1914. So I'm very proud to represent such an established brand with such an enormous focus on, on quality product. So, yes, wool fits into that really well. And as you say, 1914, you, you're, even, you're much older than the wool market itself. And I understand that Sportscraft is, is, uh, is the number one Australian wool mark licensee, which won't surprise any wool growers at all. But tell us a bit about the importance of wool in Sportscraft's collections. As you said, you know, the, the partnership between between Woolmark and Sportscraft has been um, a sort of ongoing and enduring one. I believe we, we initiated it in 1964 and, and we hope to see it going for many more years to come. So uh, for us, wool is, wool. when I think of wool, I think of something that is enduring, durable. It's one of the oldest natural fibres that humans have been processing since since textile processing has, has sort of existed. And it's it's sort of a, a cornerstone of, of sustainable input and sustainability in, in textiles. So we we focus on a strong presence of, of wool and especially um, Woolmark Australian wool in our collections. A lot of our suitcase signatures and winter signature styles are made from Woolcraft Certified Merino. And as I say, when we focus on a signature style, that's a garment that we we presume will be with you for life. That's how we make it. That's that's where our quality is focused, and that can be passed on through generations. And and wool really provides that durability and quality. And and wool farming in particular, um, there's a sort of there's a nice analog with the kind of generational resilience uh, that we we really focus on through Sportscraft as well. So our last campaign with Woolmark focused not only on the amazing fibre that wool is, but also on the land, the processes and the people that are so instrumental in producing it. If you could tell us a little bit more about the more recent campaigns that Sportscraft have uh, have had. So the campaigns that we're looking at are sort of really uh, focused on on our one of our values for, for Sportscraft, which is 
land protection, regeneration and, and conservation. So we we sort of undertake these partnerships with Australian wool farmers to go beyond the raw material to sort of support and in, invest in their sustainable land practices, such as uh, tree planting, pasture renovations and, and waterway regeneration, which is what um, our, our kind of feature campaign with the, with the Westside Farm, uh, they, they practice all of these uh, processes. So when we see wool farms are obviously generational. These families are land stewards, feel an immense sense of responsibility to the generations that will come after them. And, and this is sort of what we see as the guiding principle of sustainability to, to sustain. So uh, Westside, who were featured in our most recent campaign, they're a six-generation wool farm, as you know, currently managed by, by Michael and Margaret Reynolds, and they've produced that beautiful quality merino wool for over 40 years. So the campaign for us is to highlight the importance and the integrity of our enduring partnerships with these growers and to sort of set us up for um, a, a kind of lasting relationship with the brand. Interesting. So it sounds as though uh, with sort of an increased traceability comes an increased trust in in not just the raw materials and their provenance but uh, in turn the brand that is sports craft so in terms of sales um, how have they been tracking yeah look um sales our sales have been good our, our wool products consistently sell well um you know our customers expect a very high degree of quality when when they shop at sports craft and and with that additional certification of of Walmart fibers um our customers know that they're buying a resilient product that's that's made for life. And um, I mentioned before we have a lot of, you know, what we call the signatures, the suitcase signatures and winter signature styles. And I think that our customers recognise that we uh, we as a brand understand the versatility of, of the wool fibre and that um, how it can be used uh, to enhance the qualities and, and the styles of particular garments for, for wear, for care, for, um, for, for travel, for life, for anything that sort of gets thrown at you, I think that our customer knows that that wool is is that fibre that will kind of do everything. It can it can be there for you, yeah. Of course, but be a bit of a negative. It means they may not want to or need to buy another sports craft uh, jumper for a very long time. So how do you uh, how do you tackle that? The way I look at it is clothing, we, we all need to dress. Clothing is a form of expression and we give people the options to to continue styling and adding to their wardrobe, but to, just to make sure that our material choices don't, don't have a negative impact on the environment and the planet. So the way we think of it is as long as that garment um, has you know, a large amount of wear throughout its lifetime, um, the actual impact of that sort of wear and tear and care and sort of washing and laundering should not really affect uh, the decision to maybe own one or two jumpers. And I find that often people love their, you know, our signature styles. They really want to sort of um, diversify a little bit and have maybe one of each colour or they know that they love it so much and, and, and tell friends and family about it. And so I think that actually... For us, in terms of sales, um, the the quality of the product really sells itself, and we find that we do have repeat customers, people coming back for um, different colours, uh, maybe slightly different styles, but often back to that quality of wool that they know is there. It's sort of pleasing to know that there are supply chain partners and retailers such as Sportscraft that share the same values and are, are kind of there to, for want of a better term, help defend the future of wool as well. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Sportscraft, we wouldn't be where we are today without these these long-standing um, uh, reciprocal and, and trusted 
uh, respectful relationships with our suppliers. All of our all of our supplier chain relationships, um, whether it be from from the raw fiber processing right up to the garment the garment make uh, the fabric mills, we our our partnerships are some of them decades old and being able to sort of talk transparently with our suppliers and with our partners in the supply chain means that we can understand any issues that might be uh, affecting affecting their business uh, because for us you know we we're in this together um, where we're experiencing quite a, a change at the moment uh, a real sort of culture shift sh- surrounding how we talk about what our clothing is is made of what is right what is sustainable uh what happens to my clothing when i'm done with it you know how do we even talk about recycling versus upcycling and and for me talking to our suppliers about these things and understanding and making sure sure we're on the same page together means that we can create a resilient future for for fiber producers and for for retailers such as ourselves so eloise in terms of uh the trends for wool the australian public or con- your consumers are they getting a better understanding of wool being something that is not just worn in winter? Yeah, absolutely, Marius. I think that, um, you know, as the sort of processing technology has really developed so rapidly over the last, um, I'd say, half a century, uh, the, the qualities of wool have sort of been harnessed to sort of take it out beyond that kind of nice, thick, chunky knit we all sort of know and love for winter. But, um, you know, I I love a lightweight merino um sort of long sleeve t-shirt or, or or tank top for for summer and to just sort of take me throughout the year and sportscraft are really sort of leaning into that um concept of kind of being able to layer up uh garments that might be all all wool uh so it could be that it is something like a lighter kind of t-shirt blend um with a cardigan over the top and then putting that nice sort of uh cable you know, that chunky cable knit that I mentioned um, over the top of that. So we are uh, working with our suppliers constantly to look at um, the quality of, you know, obviously the, the quality of the yarn comes from such an excellent place because when we're talking about the the, the source of the um, the wool at the, the farm level in Australia, that the quality is already spoken for. And then we can actually work with the, the fabric mills and then our uh, sewing um, suppliers to sort of say, okay, well, how can we enhance this quality? How can, if we're looking at a garment that is going to take people from season to season, how can we, um, how can we sort of elevate the existing qualities of the wool through the, the the kind of knit or the kind of weave that will create these different sorts of properties, but retaining that ability for sort of wash and wear and taking you right through the day. So um, I think that we're we're really explaining that to and translating that well to our customers, and they're sort of taking it on board. And becoming confident to to sort of use wool and experiment with their wool clothing in, in, in maybe new ways. If you're wanting to get closer to the uh, the source of um, your raw materials, and in this case wool, are you, will you be working closer with individual wool growers? Because, of course, um, it's hard to get a single source yeah. fibre. Um, how will that work for you? It's not something we can do on our own, and we're really looking forward to sort of partnering with more experts in the industry to sort of achieve this this traceability and leading to transparency. So recently, we've we've embarked on a and a pilot program with with Woolmark and um, Everledger, who are a provenance uh, tracing sort of organisation, and through blockchain, the kind of transactional history of of the wool fibre, so we can really look quite deeply into um, the the 
locations and the, the sort of the sourcing uh, right back to those sort of tier four, tier five um, on the soil, raw fibre uh, farm level uh, traceability. So for us, it's, it's like I said, fashion supply chains are incredibly complex and we need to call on the expertise of people who have been in, in science, technology and researching in this space to sort of say, okay, look, we understand this is a very large job. Um, we need to invest in the kinds of tools and talent that can help us achieve this. And so we're quite excited about um, about the trial that we've done with Walmart and Everledger and, and really pushing that and seeing where it can go and, and also sort of looking at, at opportunities where we can uh, uh, partner with with other individuals that can, can sort of help us on this journey to traceability and transparency. Yeah, well, I look forward to hearing about that. That sounds really interesting. And what would you like to say to Australian wool growers? Look, I'd like to say thank you for being the people who have who have stewarded the land for for decades and for centuries. Um, wool is not a sort of fleeting industry. It's it's an enduring farming industry, and for all of the the years and the development and the talent and the effort that um, that our growers put into making sure that the land is sustained for the next generation, that sustainable and regenerative practices are in place, that uh, that they're leaving these these beautiful locations full of full of life and biodiversity and and potential for for generations to come. Uh, I honestly like to say it's a privilege to work with them and I hope that Sportscraft can keep working them for many with them for many, many years to come. Brilliant LOS well thank you very much for joining us on the yarn today. Just lovely to lovely to hear what you have to say. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Eloise Rapp is the Social and Environmental Manager with APG & Co, the owner of Sportscraft, as well as brands such as Saba and Jag. And I certainly know where I'll be getting my next jumper from after that chat. So I hope you enjoyed hearing from the customer end of the wool industry. If you have any suggestions, please send them through to the yarn at wool.com or via wool innovation channels such as Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. But for now, from me, Murray is coming. Thanks for having a yarn with me. Mm-hmm.